Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and nice adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two lying around and would like to be a patron of this podcast, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by John Lennon. If you tried to give rock and roll another name, you might call it Chuck Berry. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 70. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you this week on a warm, sunny winter day here in St. Paul. The dog park is still an ice rink, but we're out the Wonder Gold and Copper enough, so she won't mind when I leave today to go celebrate life with friends in Uptown over some happy hour oysters, mussels, shrimp, and of course, beer. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Monday, I played a solo show for the Baldwin, Wisconsin Chamber of Commerce at the VFW in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Great to catch up with fellow musician and podcast guest Steve Marrow after the show. He's got some amazing new paintings. Check him out on Facebook. Thursday, Brian K. Johnson and myself rocked out at Lucky's 13 in Plymouth, Minnesota. Thanks again to Tammy, Stu, Sabrina Claire, and the folks for always supporting us there. Shout out to Mike and Wayne. Have fun in St. Pete's, boys. Friday, I played a solo show at Nova in Hudson, Wisconsin. It was a blast taking a tour of the hit songs of the 1980s with friends Connie and Lonnie. Saturday, Brian Johnson and myself jammed out at the new Lucky's 13 location in Roseville, Minnesota. Great to see Tom of the Polk County Rockers and his crew out at the show. I'll try to get Isabella's song, Life Next to Me, a song I wrote years ago, relearned again soon. Upcoming shows. Tuesday, February 14th, 2017, Valentine's Day. I'll be playing a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater from 5 to 9 p.m. Wednesday, February 15th, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 8 to 10 p.m. Friday, February 17th, Brian Johnson and myself will be rocking out at Lucky's 13 in Plymouth, Minnesota from 8 to 11 p.m. Saturday, February 18th, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself again will be rocking out at Vanelli's by the Lake in beautiful Forest Lake, Minnesota from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Guest this week. It's part one of three with Minnesota premier blues guitar rocker Brian Naughton. We discuss Brewers versus Twins, Blues Jams, The Naughton Stew, etc. 
Enjoy the conversation. Mr. Brian Naughton. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How, welcome long to time the Mark Steri. Yeah, welcome to the Mark Steri Music Podcast. Hi, Ben, bud. Hey, you know what? You know, I've been and I feel pretty good about it, you know? Yeah, that's good, man. Uh, we are here at Gabe's by the Park, a beautiful bar here in St. Paul, Minnesota, owned by, just bought by the Mott Pettit Boys. That's Kevin over there. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know who's owned it before. These guys just picked it up in January. Giggles and, and them, I, I would have guessed. Yeah. Um, have you ever played here before? No. Well, actually, I have. And a tent party, uh, a couple of th- St. Patrick's days ago. When I say a couple, I mean like 12. Yeah. I think... I might even been with Mr. Prosser that gig. Oh, see, we have, uh, we're close to one of our old haunts. Right next door is uh, Halftime Wreck. Now we, I know we've had a number of beers together down there. Oh, yeah. Um, Those were the days. Yes, absolutely. So Brian Naughton is one of the premier blues guitar players in the Twin Cities area here. friends for many years, uh, especially in our wild heydays, the kind of the country era. We both went through that outlaw country era. Um, maybe you a little more than I did. <laughs> well, you know, I dabbled in my foot in the red dirt pond a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I met Naughton through uh, uh, Steve Prosser. They had a band called Stearns County 17. <laughs> to play shows together and party right, all right. the time and stuff. Did you know Dan Neal before that, though? Yep. I, I I believe I was 9 or 10 when I first met Dan Neal. He was hosting the Blues Jam at the Old Blues Saloon on Thomas and Western. He had, like, Jimmy Anton playing with him. Randy Pye was on drums. And that's where I first met Mr. Neal. Great guy. I love seeing him. And, yeah, you know, just even shooting the breeze with him. And yeah. I'll tell you, that guy's guitar playing ability... It, it gets better. Yeah, he's amazing. Right. Almost any, just in a variety of genres. Mm-hmm. Jazz. The There's blues, nothing he can't play. The guy can do pretty much anything. Yeah, he um, was your right-hand man back then, if yeah, I remember oh, correctly. Yeah, for many, yep. many years. Yep. We're still good friends. So, And we also have Brian's fiance Amy, and manager, do we call her that too? Yeah, the boss, the boss pretty much, if you know Amy's what's good for you. As well. we'll ask her a few questions. Um, this is a, for, uh, this is like episode 70, and I'd 70. be the first one that's brought their manager with. No. That's pretty rock star. Oh. <laughs> Well, you know, I got to deflect the tough questions to her. You okay, know. it sounds good. She'll be um, tapping me in. Yeah, so just off the top of my head, so yeah, that's her member. Is that we used to meet you also down at uh, when I was recording. You live now in Hastings. Yep. 
but we were recording our albums in Hastings at Manor Lane, and we'd stop and meet you at uh, MMC, Minnesota Music Cafe, for Paul Mansich's shows, like on Sunday nights. Did you used to live down there or something? Or why were you down there all the time? Well, I grew up on the east side of St. Paul there, and the the, the Minnesota Music Cafe, you know, that's as uh, east side as you get, you know? You got your Russo's and Morelli's right down the road. Oh, yeah, I'll I'll tell you, it's still rocking and rolling, that Italian uh, market. Anything you want, they got it there. And you know, Morelli's? Yep. I wish we had cheap booze there. I suppose it would probably be pretty cheap there. <laughs> When'd you join up with old Prosser? Ah, oh, jeez. How'd you meet that guy? You know what? I don't know if uh, I'm at liberty to say that. Because it's a one hell of a story. But I started playing with uh, Prosser probably around 2006. And, uh, as That's why I started with Dan Neal. Yep, yep, yep. And, you know, just like you said, uh, Prosser and I, we, we were characters, man. The toxic twins. Uh, <laughs> And I had a good time though. I mean, and it was kind of fun because I got to play. I still, I've always been a blues guy, but you know, to put it into that kind of uh, arena environment, you know, I learned a little bit out of it, and I added a little bit to it yeah. on the blues thing. Um, you're used to pretty much hearing the same kind of guitar playing on that thing. That's what I really like playing with Steve. We kind of had a, a unique little sound going there for Absolutely. a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, before we start again, you were going to make a bet with me before we started this up? All right. Milwaukee Brewers, Minnesota Twins. Oh, now you're talking my stuff. All right. I'm going I'm, to, are you going to the home opener for the Twinkies? Oh, uh, I'll be there. I'm, I'm in the drawing is tonight I, for the Brewers home opener. <clears throat> I got to get to it. I missed last year because of WrestleMania 32. What? I went down to Texas for WrestleMania. Okay. For Brewers Let me get this straight. You missed opening day of baseball for WrestleFrickin'Mania? Yeah. Wow. I loved it. Wow. But now I'm, I'm back on, so I got to go to the Brewers home opener. I do it every year with a bunch of okay. friends. I can't A friendly little wager. Uh, twins have more uh, victories this year than uh, the Brew Crew. Come on, man. We lost 103 games last year. <laughs> 103. <laughs> On the road to 100. Oh, my gosh. No, Brewers will be better, I think, this year. Um, um, can we talk, uh, like, a quick 20 bucks? 20 bucks? How Let's about 50? Do it. Let's do 20. All We're right. musicians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in on that. We just got a shortstop from your team uh, t- today. Um, picked him up off of waivers. Can't pronounce his name yet, but... When I do get it, I'll, let, I'll give you a call. I'll let you know we who it to, is. We got a number of good guys from your teams many years ago. I remember... Go-Go? Uh, uh, Go-Go Gomez. Carlos Gomez, one of my favorite players of all time. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team Right. And our whole team went to our team all went to Texas. My favorite was Prince Fielder. Oh, he was right? my favorite baseball player. How is that guy a veg- vegetarian? That's all BS. That has That's to be. Bullshit. Look at the size of that guy. No, and his, you know he, he, got he did that steak. for a few weeks. Just such a gimmick. That right, just a, right, right. You know, but uh, that team back in the day with Gogo and um, the steroid Prince, guy and Princer. Oh yeah, and Ronnie and no, we're uh, calling the stereo. Steroid guy. Betancourt. Yep. Um, Corey Hart, I love that. I wish they'd get back to those classic. Because you, the Twins have had those classic teams like that. Well, your World Brewers, Series teams, we never got that. Brewers far. have always been good in my lifetime. You know, we're old, we're old timers now. Yeah, we, we're but getting there. We're getting there. Always point. were 
big on power, like uh, Harvey's Wallbangers with Gorman and uh, Ben Ogilvie and Cecil Cooper and then the Rob Deere and Pete Incavilia type of uh, teams, you know. Yeah. The, the Brewers got to get back to that bump and thump again. Yeah, it'd be nice. We'll see. I'm going to cheer them on either way. Nah, they're going to. Uh, uh, so here we are. We're in uh, talking a little baseball. You're a diehard mm. St. Paul, Twin Cities guy. What's your story, man? Well... I was raised uh, to be a ball player. I mean, that's a one thing that I always wanted to do. I mean, right when I came out of the womb. But, uh, you know, nowadays, folks get divorced. My mom uh, and my father split up. I went to move with my father. Um, my mom remarried a drummer, a country drummer around town, country slash rock. Uh, played with, like, Daisy Dillman, oh, uh, Nielsen yeah. White, Lonnie Knight, Wild Horses, Knight Henley, um... The Man- City Mouse, the Mankato thing, Mary Jane Alm. So, you know, I was spending time with my father and spending time with those guys. And it just kind of like, hey, man, I kind of want to do that, too. And so it was always nice because everybody rehearsed over at my old man's house or my stepfather's house. Yeah. They had the drum kit down there, and that's where everybody met. So I got to meet uh, people like Tim Waters and Lonnie Knight. And at an early age... You know, eight, nine, ten. I, I just kept picking up licks from them. You know, yeah. And it just kind of boiled over. And uh, my father was uh, worked for An- or Capital Beverage, which is a distributor of Anheuser Busch around town. So he had all the ins on all the blues jams before blues jams became like blues, blues jams. Yeah, you know, it was just kind of it was kind of a hidden little kind of like Fight Club type of thing back then. Yeah. Uh, but my old man knew uh, the Brown Derby, uh, uh, the Blue Saloon, um, Thomas and Western, uh, with Mickey Mulvihill. Um, and he'd just take me all around. And it was back then, as I'm saying, uh, I'm 42. Um, <laughs> back then, it wasn't, this is before Johnny Lang and all that. It wasn't like every blues gym you go to nowadays, you see about six or seven kids. And their parents, which, you know, hey, you got to love that. But back then, it was, like, unheard of for a 20 or 12-year-old kid to walk in with a baseball hat on and say... Completely unheard of. (laughs) So it it was... That's basically how it it just kept rolling. And then I went to college to play some baseball. Um, No kidding. Yeah. What position? Oh, all of them. You know, it's a hierarchy. Sure, man. Yeah, but my, my heart's always been at short. But uh, after that, and I was playing in a bunch of bands back then, too. Um, when I got out of college, I just didn't want to go to work. I heard that. You know, I, I just didn't want to go to work. Yeah, so I decided, you know, hey, I got this. I'm going to play some guitar. And, and that's where we're sitting here still 16, 17, 18 years later. Yeah. Never going to grow up, I suppose. Hey, you remember, what's the first blues song you ever, let's say, heard that you remember that just woke you up say, oh, this is, to quote, who's that harmonica player who I love? Jerry Portnoy. He was listening to some blues harp guy, and he was, like, dropping acid or something. He was listening to some old blues guy play <laughs> harp, and he goes, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's what always... was your first blues song that woke, that smartened you up? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't really remember what my aha moment was, but... How about first blues song you learned? Oh, jeez. It's got to be Sweet Home Chicago. I would have to say it's a lot of that Chuck Berry stuff. 
Because I learned from Blonnie Knight, who's a local legend around town. Uh, battling a little bit of health problems right now, but uh, he's pulling through. Uh, love you dearly, Lon. Uh, but I was learning how to play kind of, you know, some country riffs. Because that's they were in a country group at the time, uh, him and my stepfather. But then he started realizing, you know, you like the Clapton, the cream stuff. The cream stuff really got me at first. And back then, when I was 10 years old, I didn't realize Born Under a Bad Sign was I'm Albert just King. I you're talking, well, you're talking about Albert King. Yeah, you're talking yeah. Freddie, and you're talking cream. Crossroads was Robert Johnson. I heard the, you know, oh, yeah, this guy sold his soul to the devil in uh, the That's 30s. So cool. But I did not know him because my first deal was... Uh, This is hilarious. So we're still recording here. So Naughton was cutting a promo on. <laughs> on B.B. King, uh, Freddie King, Albert King, and was throwing a Ric Flair tantrum and unplugged the soundboard. You, you know, it, it, do, it does happen. <laughs> well, you shouldn't put that right next to me there, you know. Oh, no, that's awesome, man. That's good radio, man. That's us staying in there. <laughs> right on. I'm so in. As, as you were saying, you didn't get into, like, Albert till later. Well, Albert, uh, you know, in... Oh, take, what's your name there, miss? Debbie. Debbie? Hi, Debbie. Say hi, Debbie. Debbie's our waitress tonight here at Games. Hi. Hi, Debbie. <laughs> Do you have a favorite blues song? Brian's a famous blues guitar player here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sweet Home Chicago. Yeah, that's oh, everybody's yeah, favorite. All right. <laughs> sure, I'll take a lonely blonde here. That's what I'm Oh, I got one right here. Actually, that's my fiance. <laughs> Um, well, you know, what I was saying about that is I, like, I really was into the, the Clapton and uh, some of the British Invasion guys. I think that's all we all got started in but, that. But I didn't realize that, okay, this type of lick, that's a B.B. King lick, or, or style, or ask, or this is, uh, like, Clapton, a lot of that Freddie King stuff. You know, you, you, you got it. That's my, that's probably my favorite. But that's my favorite. I didn't, when I was learning, I didn't realize that that's who these were. Like when Texas Flood came out by Steve Ray Vaughn, and he's unpopping these like stinging double stop Albert King licks. But you think, like you listen to Sky is Crying or Texas Flood, you think that, oh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, no, that's his stuff. No, it isn't. He, he, that's all Al Kinglicks if you look back at I it. I know. Hey, for the listeners, let's say my grandma's listening. What is a double stop? It's the original Chuck Berry. Okay. You know. Essentially, you know, and there's a lot, of, you can double them up or you can play them. Like a double stop is, you think of Albert King, there's a ton of them in there. Yeah. Have you ever seen that Canadian 
TV show where Albert King jammed with Stevie Ray. Right. And they're doing all this whole cool yep. stuff. And, and, uh, it's, and it's... Uh, and, and Stevie's kind of mimicking, mm-hmm. kind of like when Elvis sang with Sinatra. Elvis kind of bent and sang Sinatra style. Stevie was totally bending to Albert's style. Well, absolutely. Uh, I totally... Uh, there was a record on that, and I totally... It's kind of unique because Albert kind of had a Chicago type of band. So when you hear Stevie Ray Vaughan, you hear the rock, rock, the the heavy Texas shuffle. So it was kind of nice to hear that. But impression I get, even Stevie in the 60s and 70s when he was cutting his teeth, Albert King was always his daddy. You know, he's always playing Albert licks. And Albert knew it, too. Albert would always have him come and sit and play with him when he'd come into town in I know, Austin. I was going to ask you, you think, is that true when Stevie was a kid? Like, Albert have him come up and jam with him mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, very true. You it's know, crazy. like Like mid-teens. And my favorite story I ever heard is Stevie was recording an album, and it was kind of in uh, Stevie's toxic twin type of Era, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, his Prosser Notten era. Yep, yep. Uh, those <laughs> are the days. But I guess the uh, the story is Albert King. They didn't even know he was in town at the time. He walks in to the control room. He's a big presence. He's a big dude, like six five, six six. Yeah, walks big boy. in, takes every dollar out of uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan's pocket, walks out, and says. That's for the licks you took from me. I'll be back for more. And walks out. They didn't even know he was there. So, yeah, there was definitely that thing. And and that uh, Canadian thing that you were talking about, you can definitely see Stevie Ray Vaughan trying his best to impress his guy. You know, yeah. that was his guy. Hendrix and... Uh, Hendrix... Is that more his Cordy stuff, his Hendrix? Like, you do a lot oh, of that Stevie oh, Ray Vaughan yeah. Cordy well, stuff. Where Hendrix got that, he got that basically from Curtis Mayfield. That real major Curtis? Cordy. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. I love Curtis. I had no idea. That's where that a lot of that stuff came from. Okay, like Little Wing, for okay. example. We have, so we're talking Stevie Ray. So, Dan, talking Dan Neal. Dan Neal said in the podcast once, he did a few of these, he said that one of Stevie Ray's favorite guitar players was one of my favorites since I downloaded stuff is Johnny Guitar Watson. Oh, yeah. Is that true or is that complete? Is that not true? Well, how do you not like. How do you not like Johnny Guitar Watts? I love him, man. I'm told I, my favorite song by him is uh, "Babies Hooked on the Radio," right? And this one called song called "E.T. Extraterrestrial." Ain't that a bitch? That's that's a good one. Bong song. (laughs) You gotta love it. Obviously, Stevie uh, 
you know, paid homage that way. I wouldn't say that would be his, like, go-to guy. Obviously, his go-to guy is his older brother. Yeah, and oh. and th- that's where it came up. And hey, Stevie on all was traveling. Uh, you ever met Jimmy? No. That'd be cool. Though. She has. Are you serious? Yeah. Would you say your styles like you take what some of the folks that you draw from? You were just talking about some of Stevie Ray Vaughan's influences, such as Johnny Guitar Watson, Albert, uh, Jimi Hendrix. So let's say you're gonna mix your style together. In like a Brian Notton kind of stew, what would be your mix? Well, you know, it's it's obviously the three kings, you know, Freddie, Albert, and BB. You know, uh, can you rank them one to three? I'll try two. I'm not doing it. You can't make me do that. But same the one guy I really like the most, just because of his uh, uh, the catalog. I really, really dug on uh, Freddie King singing. Uh, his uh, his phrasing, song choices, and there's not like if you're listening to a Freddie King album, he surprises you along the way. It's not all giving you the same deal, but it's the Three Kings for me. Obviously, Lonnie taught me with the Chuck Berry. Um, uh, Clapton was a huge influence on me. Hendrix, of course, but but you don't really understand Hendrix until you get a little bit older. I think it was about 18, 19, I'm just like, where has this been my whole life? Sure, you know Purple Haze and Foxy Lady and uh, Hey Joe and all those tunes, but yeah. when you really dive into Hendrix, there's just some there's some stuff in there that's it, it, it's mind-blowing. to where, what, where was he thinking? And people said, oh, yeah, he's all drugged out. I don't know. I, I think he. Think I think so. he was going somewhere, dude, with, with it. So, and and then there's a lot of those uh, country rock players from the '80s. Uh, one guy in particular, his name's John McPhee. Uh, he used to play with Doobie Brothers. Played with this band called Southern Pacific. Lonnie was bouncing a lot of that guy off me, too. So, I mean, and then there's the Vaughn. Uh, there's a lot of local players around town, like Joe Giuliano. A lot of people don't really uh, bring his name up anymore. Just learning by osmosis, just watching these local guys play. Jimmy Primetime Smith, uh, cats like that. You, you just kind of pick and choose off of them. So, I, I, if you're going to make a knot and stew digressing... Uh, man, that'd be like... That sounds like a good Monday Night Jam thing to do here. Yeah. The knot and stew. Right. But, oh, man, that, that would... Oh, 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 you're either on to something or on to something. That's awesome. That's a happy thought of the day. <laughs> that lot of ingredients in the knot and soup. Mm-hmm. Okay, so every week, um, you mind... Uh, I use a podcast, you talk about a half hour long. You mind sticking around do another episode or so? I'm with you, baby. Okay. So every week I do a story behind the song segment. So today I was uh, I was I was digging in your 2010 record borrowed borrowed time. Right. And so I was going to ask you um, about the song New Rays. Is that the first track off that record? Ah. What's the story behind that song? Well, then I'll spin it at the end of the podcast. Well, it, what it was, it, it's a Hendrix tune uh, off of First Rays of the New Rising Sun, and I was playing. 
uh, with a group that I just started messing around with the uh, actual progression that Hendrix did. And, uh, you know, it, things got flipped around. It's a Hendrix tune, but it just got flipped around and it turned into that one day at a gig. And so when it came time to do an album, everybody's like, I want that song, I want that song. And Rob Flood and Ron Flood from Reverend Productions who were putting the album out, they were like, you're recording that song. So it's just basically a takeoff of a, of a Hendrix tune. And, uh, you know, added a little bit of this, a pinch of that, a pinch of this, a pinch of that, and there it was. Wow. I did not know that it was a Hendrix tune. It's a Hendrix tune. Wow, that's cool, man. Um, Thank you for tuning in to the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. Thanks to Brian Naughton and Amy for being on the show. Uh, Please tune in next week for part two. Yeah, Amy. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Starry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance... Please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go with some fun. Till next time. Step in your world